Hello and welcome back to All My Darlings. We are reading Marguerite Young, The Collected Poems, edited by Phil Bevis, Joshua Roths, and Jacob Seifring. And I had a busy morning and afternoon, early afternoon. Okay, so we have tea. We're on Moderate Fable, Night, published in 1944. And let's start here with Farewell at the Station. Every farewell is farewell to the voyager. Even the Pullman is death and voyage. Bell, the mournful cry of birds mid-ocean. Or, oh, it is the earth who tolls farewell. For the finite journeying has never an end, but clairvoyant, the ash of all our heart, who, passing trial landscapes, the dun color of sorrow and sorrel weed, must hasten each toward winter now, but seemingly. For the flesh-lidded eyes, the cherry lips, for the quick hand clasp, goldfinch, febrile kiss, each outdistances, till there is only the theory of motion, or sailor in remorseless passage, always this, an act of severance, and one who paces wildly alone, a station platform in the cry of wind, as crowd as wheeling, and all is a chemical tear of last farewell to every voyager, and love, where a snowdrift of stars is in his wake, or green leaves over the masthead, they there presage, what shores of palm outside each imagined scheme, the islands undiscovered in our age. For love, we are all voyagers on seas unknown, as now cold asters wither in my arms, and spider weaves his web upon my brow, yet am I a sailor in the storm. Okay, since uh, I think I've told you, I'm not into poetry, I don't read poetry, I don't really do any of this. So I apologize for taking so long. Let's see. Oh, a good little over half of the book. Three quarters. <laughs> Maybe not three quarters. Not three quarters, but definitely half of the over half of the book. I'm starting just now to get a feel for poetry reading. I'm sorry. I apologize. Will I go back and do it again? No, I will not. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, okay, so this is a learning process for me. The Homecoming. Here the gate creaks heavily. This is our upland pasture and native heath in the mind's eye reflected. So the rusted lock gives. We have come with body and soul home toward evening and not once deflected by the devious way we followed. We have shepherded home the northern lights, the angels in the storm, oh, by the heart beat guided, by the quickening pulse, and no defect we knew in the golden form. And the masses of leaves do fall in the wind amazed, but we are everywhere the angels lean, and where, in this night, will open the red-hearted flower, duel with us in the cold, cold summer rain. For we have come home, and brought us here entirely, to this earth meadow and the ticking of fine grass and the insect winged in the delicate light beam. We are the finality of journeyers in space. But I shall be musing forever on this thing, 
Whose is the face of the wandering angel there on Aldebaran in the brightening stream, where, in a sourceless light, she binds her hair? Sorry, I'm enjoying my tea and spilling it. Okay. Null class. By null of him unproved, pale unicorn and non-existent, each unearthly entity. Like the hind which breeds only at the rising of Arcturus, like Glaucus, whose entropied parts were weeds and shells. By null of the unicorn and spider-webbed angel, and hanger upside down among no cherry boughs, but pivoter from an errant absolute, yea, all creatures without flower or root. And all this reeled in the four o'clock light-beaming cars by sleet outside the public universe. I implore, for the sake of cold argument, who shall prove the farmer in the field and that lean horse whose ear twitches hearing the loud wasp? For his futurity is unrestrained as pearls of Glaucus and the horn of the unicorn, for we shall always remember ourselves translated like the hemisphereless bird, as if an infinite did muster this finite, of burrowing owls in pairs on rusted hay hillocks and mice eyes among the stiff grasses by the black lake. No possibility of a definition which will not involve these precarious moments, farmer, my sigh, owl, as if the empty house is never emptiness. The whales. <clears throat> and yet the southern whale does sometime come to sleep in a river or a sheltered cove, for a memory maketh the whale to turn toward home and pasture under the green beech leaves of earth. And there, where shoreline is the only green mythos of the dry air stinging and the tenantless fields, there does he lie moored in a profound peace, even as picnickers long summer quest between dark mountains under the green beech leaves, leaves seeming to him all mystery, and the farmer is a fugitive to waves as if the heartbeats creaking like a gate. For the canyon sky is this adventure of skull, an infant earth or aged earth in tears, and the whale is in his and the whale in his river is irresponsible for the fate of lilies and valleys of our shadow. But is the vision unreasoned in his mind, as rainbows emerged in water and water's moons and suns, and all the acres of that calm and stars and wind and the green beech leaves like fountains over him? and no face of the shepherd of the shepherd's tear. So if a shoreline curves on earth's shoreline, ours is bubble eye, an angel of the stratosphere, nor the travesty of deadened trees in time under the marauding flight of the gray-horned geese, for there's an inland of that famed time also, and by a green immensity divides from us the fable of butterflies in a lane of dust. Leaves, leaves. There, 
in the long avenue of the arid vistas, there, without clock and the moon beaming near, there where the illusory leaves are not, and there's no memory of yellow leaves in a gale, there, there I dream the body returning as body, twining on heaven in sudden eddies and gusts, a season of the wanderer heart's rejoicing as the heart resumes its meaning from the dust. There, there the leaves, and there the fickle birds singing in the same autumnal choir. As the heart beats in its body, consummately there, and oh, my darling, the spiritual leaves must fall. I like these. Hmm. I'm moving ahead with my, uh, I put this in quotes, art. I'm just learning how to draw. I think today or tomorrow we'll finish my first note, my first sketchbook. Yeah. So I have a, a sketchbook that my daughter gave me. She's the artist. Uh, she gave me that one and she had just, you know, used a couple of pages, not much. And I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So she let me have the sketchbook and, and was teaching me and was showing me what to do. I'm a poor learner though. So <laughs> I always go back, I'm going to do this. And she's like, I already told you, like, I already explained all this to you. I'm like, yeah, but I'm only now getting it. Cause you know, I'm old and slow. So, um, yeah, I'm going to finish that sketchbook and move on to a new one. So that's kind of exciting. I didn't realize that would be such a, um, like a milestone. Like you get to go back and look at where you started compared to where you are now. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, let's do this one, the last one. The White Rat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so the whole point of that was, is that I'm finishing up sketches that, um, or pictures. I'm working and I've tried acrylic color pencils, pastel and charcoal. I found out even, and then I have all these art sources now, but I found out I prefer pastel and charcoal and I prefer mixing the two together. I don't know why, but I do. Um, so yeah, so I'm finishing up, I'm working on a series of sketches from either quotes from the Miss McIntosh, my darling, or characters based on characters of Miss McIntosh, my darling. Like I just did Badge Cape Horn, and then I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do Moses, uh, Jacqueline, and Homer, and I think my last one is Vera. No, not my last one, but the last one out of this sketchbook is Vera. So I'm gonna finish those up in the next couple of days. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that was a whole divergent thing there. Okay, the White Rat. How now could body soul's symbol be this by love or calculation? This white rat enraged, caged in a theater of emptiness, his a snowfall of footsteps and glittering eyes, nor moon, a compound of the unseen events, nor earth, as principle of tear or dew on flowers rounding, he considers now. By him are we clarified. Who could have nurtured his body on penurious dew is caged, is caught like a tyrannical dragonfly and made to actualize, oh, mute actuality. And void denuded now of all but blank him and cleaned of all but the white rat's space and eyes like diamonds in his empty head. 
who could have walked transparent, fretted on wind and waves? Now he runs upon a branch track abstract and is mechanical in every wintry act. And his body-soul is the most distant hope. Here, in this cage, platonic double moons. Here, in this cage, St. Augustine, crying, O oh, my God, art thou without or within? For this rat's sensorium is his true knowledge, nor star will shine beyond his death for him, nor wild rock goose be shy and wild in the dusk of foliage, afraid of foxes in the light of day, nor hoary owls like flowers skim lost in leaves. Does God, with diamond eyes, look down on these for the purposes of what intrinsic studies? Yep, definitely have a lot. I don't know if this is about the time she was studying uh, philosophy. She studied for, Ms. Uh, Margaret Young studied for her doctorate in philosophy at Iowa, but never received it. She stopped. That had a Latin requirement, and she said, nay, nay, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm not going to do that when I could be writing. So I, it seems that that's when she started intertwining the, this thinking philosophically, thinking about the world philosophically and intertwining this in her poems and, and definitely Miss McIntosh, my darling. That runs through it. Volume 3 of 12, my darlings, covers all of that, like 100 pages, covers all kinds of philosophy. Okay, I'm going to read one more. That chance, that chance has been is a chance beautiful among fixities of rare machineries. That chance may propose a system like a sphere curving because thus curves the tear under the eyelids of the dead. Chance is so cold, passing beyond the immediately perceived where fall not the green leaves, or if they fall, they fall on glacial seas. And chance is cold. Oh, as that autumnal Elijah in whirlwind. Greybeard, whom dimly apprehended starlings, see, mazed by the anti-Newtonian departure from the principle of the thin-webbed falling, parachutist like seraphim systemized. Statistics prove nothing of him or these, for he was that departure in the wind and the unfading love of man, whose chance is but the chance always of him. Cloud, cloud is fringed upon the factual all, and who shall prove unverified. For by what white swan, who shall fix certainty that all swans are white? One black swan, cloud-lighted, making the difference between all and its negation. A black swan in the wind. A black swan, for instance. There is no absolute. There is no complete probable, but deviation from the law. In lonely items of the real. Now that's a good place to stop. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye.